Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's another Sunday edition of the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast. After another week from hell for the National Hockey League and other sports organizations, it is still Justin Cuthbert and Julian McKenzie for the final show before the holiday break. We may or may not miss any games based on how things are going in the world right now. Uh, despite that, though, you, you have a smile on your face. Julian, how are we living? I'm trying to live. That's all I could really do, my man. That's all I could really do. And I don't need to be like morbid or down with that, but also just smiling because like, what else do you want me to do? Like... This week's just been crazy, man. Like the thing about it is just it kind of felt like like a, an avalanche that kind of came out of nowhere. Like we were just chilling and things were just okay. And then all of a sudden these cases start coming up and uh we're worried about the leagues that we cover and all the other sports that we enjoy. And the athletes are also, I'm sure, worried about that as well and their possibilities of participating at the Olympics. And, and whether or not the league should be testing them every day, if they're symptomatic or not, like it's, it's a lot to make someone's head spin. All he could just do is laugh. Yeah. I mean, I'm sort of at that point as well. And just to tease, well, I mean, this is sort of foreboding here, but I'm going to tease a, another reference to a natural disaster later on when we're discussing COVID here, which is, you know, natural disaster is not exactly where you want to go with this, but this is sort of where we're at. We're at a pretty difficult spot here with COVID-19, the NHL, and all the other major sports leagues. As I mentioned, that was the the main news item. There were probably two main news items, Paul Maurice being the other. So we're going to focus our attention on COVID and Maurice, but let's start with the thing we've been dealing with for almost two years now. Well, it is COVID-19, and we're entering 2022. So this, you know, it hasn't quite been two years, but this is now something that's been around for going on its 2021 fourth like year of existence in terms of like, you know, how, how it's worked out with the calendar. Fourth? Anyway, I don't want oh to depress anyone, gosh. but it's crazy that it's almost 2022. And this thing is called COVID-19 because it was first, you know, sp- not spotted, detected. I have no idea in the year of 2019. But anyway, it was not a normal Saturday night in the NHL. We usually go from like barn to barn, reporter to reporter to set up hockey night in Canada, right? Like the first thing you see, Mackenzie to Bukakis, and like we see all the people that are setting up these games. But there was only one game in the seven o'clock window. What was supposed to be Vancouver and Toronto for the main station was just Philly and Ottawa. We had five post uh, postponed games. We had five games played on Saturday night. So half the schedule on a Saturday right before Christmas was wiped out. Due to COVID-19, we've got outbreaks in Calgary, Boston, Toronto, Nashville, Florida, Edmonton, 
in other places, Edmonton was able to play despite that upgrade or that break rather multiple teams shut down. Others can play through, but we got a problem here. We got things going on right now and questions and decisions need to be made. So again, in terms of the NHL, because you have your personal thoughts on what's going on and, and what, how it's affecting your life, but what's going on with the NHL, like what should happen? What do you think's going to happen? What's the deal right now? I, I just feel with the rise in COVID cases amongst players and, and teams just shutting down, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw more and more teams straight up just say, you know what, we're shutting it down. Well, the league just says, you know what, we're just going to shut this team down through Boxing Day. Uh, that being said, I, I, this is just my personal feeling about it. If I was a player playing on a team that was still able to play through Boxing Day, I'd feel a little bit like peeve. Like, why is it that all these other teams, yes, they had the COVID cases that they had, but the league said, okay, you know what? This is kind of nuts. We're just going to shut you down. Why not go the full way through and say, you know what? We Let's try to mitigate the spread as much as we can. Let's shut every team down through December 26th. Like if I'm on the Canadians who are supposed to be playing Monday, Wednesday, and I think even Thursday or Friday of next week, I don't remember, honestly, probably not Friday because it'd be Christmas Eve, but you'd like Monday and the third Monday and the Wednesday for sure they're playing. And I Monday and the Wednesday, and I think the Thursday for sure they're going to play. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like, yo, like we don't want anything like that going on. We should be able to shut it down. In fact, I think if I, if I, Arturi Lekkinen is on COVID protocol. That was announced yesterday. Just kind of lost in the midst of everything. I know I have the Canadians focus that I do, but like, yeah, like if I see that, I'm thinking, well, all these other teams, that's how it started, right? One guy turns to three guys, turns to so many other players, turns into a shutdown. Like if I'm a, if I'm playing in the NHL right now and I'm on a team that actively is still playing, has not been shut down, I'm wondering like, well, how long until my team is shut down through uh boxing day and with the way the COVID protocol is right now if you end up in COVID protocol like you at this point it's so close to christmas like if, if your family is in the city that you're you're playing the market in like you might not be able to be around your family you might be in isolation right now like it's way too risky i think i think right now if you're if you're an nhl team if you're the league i i, I would think i would like it if teams were able to shut down through boxing day are they going to do that i don't know because I, I just don't. I think the fact that they want games on at least to get some whatever revenue they can get, whatever they could do to not delay the schedule even more than they have to. Maybe they're going to cut into that three week break in February for to schedule some games. I don't know, but it just kind of feels like the NHL and and I, this goes for other leagues around the world too. Are trying to do this? Yes, they realize that COVID is a problem and they're going to have to shut teams down. They're really affected by it, but they want the show to go on and they want it to keep tr- trucking along. I would want it to be different. But I think the NHL is going to try to put keep pushing this until they're at a point where they absolutely cannot. Yeah, in a perfect world, uh, there would be a shutdown, a little bit of a reset. Let's try to clean the slate. Let's try to get everybody healthy. Let's in, you know enhance the measures. Let's get back to it. Let's see if we can operate in a safer space here moving forward, knowing that there's going to be some hiccups along the way. But there are a lot of reasons why they're not going to do that. I, I feel like... The number one factor is the money situation, obviously. Um, they just want to keep pushing through because if they can push through, then they can get some gate and keep the the revenue stream going. They can fight through this and everyone will get their games in eventually. Um, and, you know, they'll find a way to get through the schedule. The other thing, though, is the Olympic piece. It's like 
it's it's like this massive game of chicken right like all this is happening around these two sides they're just staring at each other who's gonna budge first and i feel like you know if there is an agreement to a shutdown either way it sort of takes the olympic piece out of the question right like the nhl could i feel like drop the hammer and just say hey we're stopping here and we can't go to the olympics because we agreed that if there was any disruption to the schedule then it's going to be made up then but guess what they booked out those arenas for those three weeks and they can't just magically play schedule B in in uh, in front of everybody and just roll with it. So there's a lot of things that are going on, obviously. And I think one of the big things is the idea of players playing while symptomatic or only testing when players are symptomatic. Sorry, players playing when they're asymptomatic and B, yeah. the tests only happening when they're symptomatic. Interestingly, Steven Stamkos has been very like, uh, I wouldn't say philosophical, but like he's he's brought some interesting ideas to the table here. And every time he speaks, it seems like people should listen. He gave a different view on the Olympics, which is interesting from his position as someone who hasn't been to the Olympics, but obviously deserves to be an Olympian based on his career. But he said this quote, and it's the good thing is that no one is getting sick. And I get that a lot of people are saying that, but maybe it's time to finesse some things. And I wonder what he means by finessing some things. Is it to only test when you're symptomatic, which is something the NA or the NFL is going to do and trying to play through this? And I think that's really the growing sentiment is that players and the league and everybody is very um, encouraged by the fact that nobody or very few people are getting really sick. This has become something that is a um a nuisance it's become a worry that you're going to get stuck across a border and not be able to get home for christmas like that is the main thing here not oh crap this guy is going to the hospital because he's really sick and can't breathe with this disease like this isn't that's not what the conversation is so if they're going to get through this season i think maybe that's why the players don't want to shut down because the olympic thing but they want to keep moving and they want to keep playing even when when this virus is present is because they believe they can play through this. And I wonder if that's what Steven Stampo is getting to. Maybe it's enhanced measures. I don't really know. Maybe it's a reduced schedule. I have no idea what he's pointing to, but we know the NFL is moving toward, if you only you're going to get tested, if you're symptomatic, you're just going to play. Otherwise, college bowl season is happening right now, and there's literally nothing. No, no word on COVID-19. They are oblivious sure. to everything. They're just playing. It doesn't matter. It's A lot of it's happening, happening in the South, and we know the differences in where people stand there. But... I don't think that they're phased by this at all because they are gleefully and blissfully just sort of looking the other way. Now, I don't think that the NHL and the NBA and the NFL will be in that position. I think they're going to follow the leader mentality. And that is important to follow the leader mentality because it looks like the NFL is going towards to save its postseason. Hey, test when you're symptomatic. If the NHL gets there, then there's no question they're going to be able to play this schedule. Maybe that increases the chances going to the Olympics. But right now, if you shut down every time there's a positive test, as is, and just keep trying to play, it's going to spread and the games and the schedules are going to be completely out of whack. And I don't know if they can move forward with that, whether or not they have a hiatus or not. It's going to be something that they just have to push through and everything else is going to be complicated or they reduce measures a little bit. And I don't know if that's the best thing. I'm not an epidemiologist. I don't know if there are long-term effects to getting this version of COVID, but it seems like that's where we're headed. We're neither of us are epidemiologists or or anything of the sort. But when I hear the idea that players are only symptomatic should be tested, 
isn't that problematic in itself too? I mean, yes, you could be asymptomatic, but you could yeah. still carry well, on. You could, oh, well, I was just going to say, we need information on symptomatic spread. That's the, that's the, but, and, and it clearly, if, if the NFL is going there and the NHL is maybe leaning towards going there, there's got to be some, uh, some, some evidence that symptomatic sp- uh, spread is the only spread or the only meaningful spread. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, I, I'd like to know if about, I mean, from what I've understood, that even if you are asymptomatic, you could still carry COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's a bit of a problem if you're just going to test only certain people and then leave the other people who are just like, okay, I'm asymptomatic. I mean, what are the measures going to be for those people? What What's going to be done for them to, to mitigate the spread, right? Because you don't want to be a situation where you're only testing people with obvious symptoms and you're leaving other people who, fine, they may not show that they're clearly sick, but maybe they're able to carry it and, and pass it on to somebody else in society. We have to remember that, especially in the States too, where their measures are very different from ours. These athletes are not just living in their athlete bubble completely. They're only just seeing their athletes. They're, they're seeing their families and their families are seeing other people as well. They have ways to interact with society. So I, I just hope that whatever measures are done, that has to be taken in mind. Also for Stephen Stamkos, and for a lot of those, we mentioned the topic of, you know, guys down south and the way that they handle things too. consider the state he's in. Like the way we've, people have made the joke so many times that Florida didn't even know we were in a pandemic. So I wonder how much of, of him, of Stephen Stamco saying, hey, if there's a way to finesse this comes off the fact that he spends a good chunk of his time in a state that has not taken the pandemic all that seriously since day one. It's the only thing in his life that is affected. His profession is affected, but everything else, his day-to-day, his, his grocery store shop, his, you know, maybe taking kids to daycare, like none of that is being affected by COVID-19. It's only what he does on the ice and when he's in Canada, I suppose. That's a good point. I, I, that's what I think. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I hope measures are, are completely enhanced. I, I admittedly did not get a chance to read the, the COVID-19, the new COVID protocols that the, uh, the league put in, but like same old stuff. I guess, yeah. Just wear your masks. Stay, you know, distance from people. No dinners on the road. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just a little bit. How much different is it from from what they put out before? Like this is something that they probably should have put out from jump. This just kind of yeah. like I, I like someone said that uh, I think Gary Bettman, the league, kind of made the point being like, hey, we've heard cases of players being on planes not wearing your mask when they actually should be. Like this kind of feels like a like a talking to like, Hey, we hear you're not respecting the rules, respect the rules. The players better respect the rules on that note. But yeah, it's just COVID-19. I just think we're headed towards a mess of a season because just to recap here, I don't think the players are going to push for a pause because of the Olympics, whether they're going to play or want those three weeks off. They are going to try to keep that alive and try to push through because the moment they say, Hey, let's pause. You just welcome in the NHL to say, okay, we're not doing that three weeks. We may not have a complete schedule during that three weeks. Uh, they're going to be, you know, there could be a couple of days off, but we're going to filter games in. No one's going to the beach. No one's going to China. But the NHL doesn't want that pause on the flip side because then they are opening themselves up to maybe 70, 76 game schedules, the loss of revenue, both in the short term and, you know, the season prospects here. And of course, they're in the int- or they're in the business of making money and making up for what was lost, even though a lot of that lands on the players. I mentioned the natural disaster uh, reference that I was going to use. You did. This to me could be like we were talking about this earlier, uh, like the hurricane. 
you know, the, the edges of the hurricane are, are like the most dominant parts of it or the most dangerous parts of it. Now, not yeah. to say we're almost out of this and the hurricane is passing through, but this might be the last major complication for sports leagues here. If what we think to be true is true in that, okay, this is a very transmissible, transmissible virus, highly transmissible um, variant, but it's not having a really devastating impact on health. Now, there probably will be other variants, so on and so forth. But if there, we're finding out a way to cope and live with this, the boosters are in, the vaccines are in, and we're figuring out a way to keep people out of hospitals, it is, okay, can we get over this in the best case scenario? this last gasp where it's this highly transmissible thing that's kind of throwing everything out of whack, but not really threatening the livelihoods of these players and, you know, society as a whole. Hopefully that's where it is, where we're coming out of this slowly. And this is the last like major complication. Again, that might be naive to think that, but these sports leagues have pushed through to this point. Now players are vaccinated. Now players are boosted. They're not stopping. The NFL is going to have a Super Bowl. The NFL is going to have their playoffs. In fact, the NFL has taken advantage of this scenario, spread their week, whatever, 15 uh, along, and now they're going to dominate Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. This is still a business. They're going to find their way forward here. Now it's just how do we cope with what is not flu season, but COVID season here in the middle of the NHL season. I feel like they're going to make a decision one way or the other to just push through or not, but hopefully they can learn from this and apply it. And this is like the worst of it in terms of like throwing off what should be a normal season. We going to see about that because when we dealt with COVID-19 as it was initially, we just thought, okay, this is just this one virus. And then since then we've seen and heard about, all these other different variants that have popped up. I mean, Delta was a big one that popped up and now we're on Omicron. Like we're at a point where we're going through the Greek alphabet in terms of variants. It's almost as if like Rona just kind of sees what's going on and it just says, okay, I'm going to level up. That's literally what has been happening. I want to live in a world where this is the final hurdle. Like we're on the other side of that hurricane and and we're going through that last part of the the tough part. We've gone through the eye of the storm. We're at the last part of the damage and then we can just kind of get on with our lives. But I, what if this is just like a video game where you've just gone through another (laughs) level, you think it's over and then you discover Bowser found a way to get Peach, uh, to steal Peach and bring her back to her castle yet again. Like this is, I don't know when this is going to stop. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope that we're able to handle it better and if we have to live with it we're gonna have to live with it in a way that's just gonna have to be comfortable for us all but man like i i i really just don't know and the fact that i don't know worries me and it worries a lot of people and as optimistic as i can be that work that worry is in the back of my mind but you're absolutely right like i think as it is right now athletes leagues they're not going to stop they've 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 got they've gotten the boosters they've they've gotten shots like what, what's it for them to stop? So that's why, that's why to my original point, like, like leagues are just going to push through and just find a way to make as much money as they can because they did all that they could do. They, they did the stoppage once. It was terrible for a lot of people. They don't want a repeat of that. So mm-hmm. I, it's people are just going to push through at this point. Yeah, and this is a copycat sort of, uh, you know, sports copycat um, industry in that the NF, everyone's going to take its cues from the NFL here. And the NFL is reaching the most important month, most important six weeks of its schedule, which is, you know, 
the gear up or the tune up towards the playoffs and of course the playoffs in the Super Bowl. And I just right. don't see under any circumstances that being threatened, they're going to put some groundwork in place. I expect the NHL and the NBA for better or worse to follow that. And I expect these games to continue whether or not it's a schedule like we're seeing now where half the games are postponed, half are rescheduled. And basically every team is just figuring out a way to try and get to the finish line in terms of their scheduling. This, this is where we're at. I just, again, the Olympics being this thing that's sort of affecting it, money being the thing that affects everything, it's all sort of pointed to the fact that it's not going to stop and they've got to find a way through. And I just expect them to find the way through, again, for better or worse. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I I hope they do. I really hope they do for, for the sake of, you know, people who want who are fans of these leagues, people who cover the leagues and make their bread and butter off that. I hope they do. Okay, the biggest news in terms of like actual NHL news, transactions, decisions, hirings, dismissals, what have you. Uh, Paul Maurice just leaving his post as coach of the Winnipeg Jets. This happened to everyone's surprise on Friday, he said in what was a typically eloquent and interesting news conference uh, that he doesn't believe he's the best coach for this team anymore. And he said, quote, when you have a 26 year professional hockey coaching career, you know, now Paul Maurice swoons us, right? Swoons the media. Everybody in the media loves Paul Maurice because he gives you thoughtful answers He's like straight out of a movie, the way he talks. Like he just like he could be the coach in the movie that brings this team from the depths of obscurity to the championship all in a 90 minute flick. He's that guy. He's the guy that everyone wants to see on television. And he's the guy who will get media support because of how he's acted in the media for so long. Ted so, Lasso? He's t- I haven't seen Ted Lasso, but I, I just expect he's like hockey's version of Ted Lasso. Does Paul Maurice, here's the thing. I'm not in the Winnipeg market. I haven't been on any press conferences. I've never got to ask him a question. But is like Paul Maurice throwing out like corny like sayings every now and again? No, I just think he's like, okay. you know, the, the only reason why the media likes him is because he will he will not scoff at your question. He's going to give you a great answer. He's going to help you write your, your piece. Like that is, that's literally what it is. Okay. But like, I don't All want right. to diminish so no, the fact no that like, that. no, I don't want to diminish the fact that he's like, he's one of the hockey minds that is considered most interesting, thoughtful, charismatic, whatever. And he gets that respect for that reason. 
but it's also like everyone had that immediate spin like wow I, I mean i can't believe how aware this guy is i can't believe how confident and comfortable in his skin he is to realize this to realize that he's not the best coach and to fall on the sword for his organization i mean that is exact i mean i talked about the media liking it he wrote the story for them it is a perfect story to write and it's very easy because he's going to provide the quotes and i myself found that like i thought wow what an accomplished man i mean how you could think about your career and the and the way it's going to be to 26 years in to feel so confident in yourself and what you've accomplished to not have to fight anymore to have to prove yourself like that would be a nice lux- luxurious thing i was like man i feel envious of this guy but then i think about it a little bit more and that cynic sort of comes into me into my head and i'm like was this completely his choice did he like is he too aware was this like well, like what are you doing here like you're you don't have to be this honest you could just get your paycheck and continue to coach the team and do what you love to do but i guess the narrative he was trying to spin is that he doesn't love it anymore he doesn't like coming to the rink as much anymore it was it was tough on him coaching in the bubble and all that but now there's a little bit of whispers of like was it his choice did, did was this just sort of a you know, a, a handshake agreement between, um, you know, the executive board and him to make this seem as if he was walking away on his own volition. I don't know if this was valiant. I don't know if this was foolish. I don't know if they just sold us a story here. But the bottom line is that Paul Maurice is out and one of the best coaches in terms of career and potential prospects in the broadcasting injury, in industry rather, is on the market so what do you what is your thoughts on now that i've vomited mine all over the place on paul maurice leaving winnipeg and for whatever reason he did that so i didn't get a chance to watch the press conference when everyone else was watching it i was too busy knee deep going through COVID stuff but i noticed how so many people got wrapped up in the paul maurice thing and were enamored with how he handled it and part of me wondered if because of the fact that it ended up being such a wholesome moment, pretty much in the eye of this COVID storm that we had to weather through throughout the week. We're using that hurricane analogy again. That Maybe that was like a big reason why so many people got wrapped up into it. Like, this was like a nice story. This, I mean, yes, like a, a man decided he was going to leave his coaching job, but essentially it was, it was on his terms. He said, you know what? Like, I don't feel this anymore. Like, I, I want to do mm-hmm. something different. And so many people... I mean, like I said, I've never really been in a situation where I got to ask him questions. So I don't know what his personality is like. I've seen the clips here and there with with his personality and all that. But like, that's as far as it goes for me. But yeah, I I get the sense that he is well liked around the National Hockey League. And I think in that particular moment where we were inundated with COVID story after COVID story after COVID story, um, it was just easy for a lot of people to just kind of be like, oh, man, like this is this is nice. Like this is this is a, a good story. This is a an interesting story, but at the same time, like I too felt cynical at different points, just kind of like, Hmm, why is it being portrayed this way? Is he actually uh, doing this because uh, like he genuinely wanted to leave? Did did the Jets want to move on too? And this sort of worked out as a mutual thing. And I hate to kind of go this way, but in light of everything that we've endured this past year, uh, is there more afoot? with why he's leaving right like and that's not to say i don't know anything with paul maurice i'm not out here making any accusations but it is something that crossed my mind like 
like, why did this happen this way? Like, why did he leave on his own terms like that? Like so many things kind of crept into my mind with regards to that. So uh, for, for a guy like Paul Maurice, uh, I think of him as a good coach. Uh, and I'm sure that if he wanted to coach somewhere else, there would definitely be teams lining up at the ready, trying to hire him in the NHL. And if he wanted to work in broadcasting, if I'm ESPN, Hey, let's get Paul Maurice in. If I'm TNT, mm-hmm. let's add him in even sports that are TSN. Like, I don't think it hurts to have him uh, work there, but I am very curious about the fact that Paul Maurice is uh, not working with the Winnipeg Jets anymore. Was there something with the core there? He just, did he really just genuinely feel he tapped out as much as he could from these guys and just couldn't do it anymore. There, I, I have more questions than answers, but I am happy that if this is really what he wants, uh, that he's he 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 took he had the stones to just step up and say, you know what, man, like I'm done. I've done as much as I can because we've seen so many coaches in the NHL uh, go way beyond their expiry date. And I know the the GM has something to do with that, but he could have easily gone out as. What, what's that? What's that? Uh, what's that quote from from the Dark Knight? You uh, you either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nobody going to be dying as a head coach. I mean, as far as we know, but he could have easily just been this like terrible coach, and everyone's like, ah, oh, this guy can't get us. This guy has made the team worse. But he said, you know what? I'm at the edge here. I'm just going to step off. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good reference because he is one of the few at least that's how it's portrayed, that's going to be able to leave without being fired. I mean, I think I saw someone um, tweet that the second best way to go out after winning a Stanley Cup was the way that Paul Maurice just went out. And again, that is the power that Paul Maurice seems to have over media members because, again, he treats them so well in a professional sense and a personal sense, I suppose. Uh, I think your knee-jerk reaction, like, oh, something else must be afoot here, is like that's how we're conditioned now because this is so rare. You don't just go out because you're choosing to do the right thing for someone else. And that's how Paul Maurice spun it. He's like, this organization means too much to me to see them not reach their potential under me. I mean, that that is pretty wild stuff. That is very selfless stuff. And again, if it is genuine... It's pretty impressive. Like, I mean, I mean, you got to admit, if that is completely 100% genuine, that is impressive. But the Winnipeg Jets are a, are a very, they're a lot about PR. They're a lot about taking care of their own. They're a lot about, um, you know, putting their best foot forward. And this might be the perfect. They architect this architected this beautifully in that they spun it in the way that they did. That is, you know, I, I don't want to put it out of the realm of possibility. But again, what we know now... This was something different. This was something to consider. This was something to contemplate because it was just so different. And now we have a different scenario in that Adam Lowry's father, Dave Lowry, is going to be the head coach of the team. So we're going to have a father-son. You had the father-son dynamic on the bench already. But now the key decision maker is someone's father, an important player's father on the team, which is very, very interesting. Um, And I don't know if it really means anything. But if you are on that team, like, you know, playing minor hockey and stuff like that was always an issue. There was always preferential treatment. There was always this, like this sense that you didn't have, there was some bias working against you or, or what have you. And it could go the other way where Dave Lowry goes, doesn't want that. So goes so far in the other direction where Adam Lowry doesn't get a fair shake. Like it's a weird dynamic and it's something that they're going to have to work through here uh, until maybe they put a new coach in place to, you know, I, I think there's no interim tag. I think Dave Lowry's the guy 
but maybe there is a next step as they look for something more on a more permanent basis. But I guess just a thought on on what could be between Dave and Adam Lowry on the Winnipeg bench. It is an interesting dynamic. Uh, the closest I ever experienced to that, uh, my dad would coach me when I was playing like house league soccer. Uh, I've been coached by him. He was he was an assistant coach too. I didn't necessarily feel any like special treatment. I don't know if I played well. I played well. If I played bad, he'd, he'd let me know I play bad, I guess. Uh, but uh, I guess there's a way to kind of make it work. I mean, you're, we're all professional. They're all supposed to be professionals, right? Uh, and, and I'm sure he knows his role on the team. And I don't think that they're going to be in a position where they want to radically change that. Last I checked, the Winnipeg Jets are still in a pretty good spot when it comes to their standing in the NHL, unless I'm completely wrong. But uh, yeah, I don't see them necessarily doing anything drastic to ensure that Adam Lowry all of a sudden becomes a top line forward every day in the National mm-hmm. Hockey League. I, I can't imagine they'd want to upset any balances that they have right now unless they absolutely need to. So I, I do think it's cool that it's going to happen, but I'd be shocked if we saw any crazy dynamics too. If, if that starts happening, that starts affecting Pierre-Luc Dubois' stock, for example. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois' father is also in the organization, if I'm correct as well. So what if we start having dueling parenting dynamics? It's a family affair that's, here. That's pretty much it, right? So yeah, I, I don't see that being that big of an issue. No, uh, I can't see it either. Uh, and it's not like a shock to the system. He's already been around the team for a couple of years now. So it's probably yeah. not that big of a deal, but it is something that's completely different. We'll see if the Winnipeg Jets have more success under Adam Lowry's father moving forward here. Uh, we're at the tire pumps. Only two big news items. It feels weird to be talking about like what the Oilers might do at the deadline this week. Like It's just kind of limp towards the holiday season here, and we just had to check off the major boxes. So let's check off the third box on this show, which is the tire pumps. It's where we bestow praise on anyone and anyone around the game or outside the game. And I'm going to go outside the game, and I'm going to give my pump to Tiger Woods. Now, yes. I was a little... I was a little disturbed by, you know, the the first sort of comments that he made like this, like, oh, I want to get back. I want to play. I know I'm not going to be the player that can play every week, and I'm probably not going to be the player that I was. And, of course, that's some obvious self-reflection. But, like, I, like golf means everything, and I want to get out there. And, like, this was a guy that, you know, his love for golf in the end got him in trouble, right, obviously. Like, he's sort of uh, that that desperation to be there led to his – lowest moments I think in life and one of the lower moments not the lowest but one of the lower moments of course was that car accident that you know was so devastating we thought hey he may not play ever again but this weekend he's been on the course with his son and they've been doing well and they're like he's mini me uh I forget what's his what's his kid's name Charlie alluding me right now Charlie Charlie Woods it's literally his mini me they got the same mannerisms and they're like Charlie's a little cocky on the course they're wearing red on Sunday today uh it's awesome I so enjoyed watching those highlights and and what those two are doing out there. So if this is the last stage of Tiger Woods' career, playing with his son and having fun on the golf course and not taking it so seriously like, oh, I need the majors record. Oh, I need the record for PGA Tour victories. That's not going to happen. But this stuff, what he's doing this weekend with his son and maybe by himself at other events moving forward, just enjoying the game of golf and not having it be so pressurized, I think that that's very cool. So a, a tire pump to Tiger Woods, his son, Charlie Woods, and I apologize for forgetting his name, you know, win a couple on tour and then I'll, I'll have it down pat. Like, is there how many things in sports 
brings us together more than Tiger Woods winning. Like when Tiger Woods won that Masters in like what, like 2018 or 2019, I forget the year. Like how, like, I remember, I think it was on assignment at the time it was happening. I was like looking at my phone, just frantically trying to figure out like if he was going to win. And I just remember like so many people being happy because Tiger Woods, even though he's a golfer, like he found a way to capture the attention of so many people across the sporting landscape. Again, in golf, golf is a sport that if you're hanging around with your buddies, you might hear one or two of them be like, well, golf's not a sport, but he found a way to make it the one of the most riveting things you could watch on a Sunday afternoon, whether it's at, at the British open or the U S open or, or any other open he was at or championship. Like he is that dude. He's the goat of the sport for a reason. All those other guys may have won all those titles, but nobody made golf more relevant than tiger woods and maybe no one after him will. So I, I, I hope for his sake on, on the golf course anyway, that he sees success and, I also hope that Charlie is inundated by the wash of expectations that came over to Tiger yeah. that he put on himself and that his dad put on because it, it does happen a lot with offsprings of famous athletes. Like I'm sure when Bronny James enters the league, he'll probably be subjected to some of the same stuff that his dad went through. We'll see about that. But I, I like him getting the tire pump here. Um, the tire pump I'm going to give out to uh, it's going to go to Cross Hannes, who is a uh, player for the uh, Portland Winterhawks of the WHL. Mm. And over the weekend, he did the Zegras. He accomplished yes. the Zegras, and he did it very well. By the way, we have to start policing uh, the Zegras uh, out here on, on, on the ice. If you do the Michigan move behind the net and you pass it off and then you score, you did the Zegras. If you are like behind the net and you just sort of flip the puck up, that's not enough. Like I could okay. do that. I'm not, I'm not a skilled player by any means. I don't skate. I only play ball hockey, but I think like the week after the Zegers thing happened, I remember being in one corner of the gym, just holding on to the ball and trying to flick the ball towards the front of the net. Like that's easy stuff. The Michigan or well, the dish again at this point, like if you could do that, that's, that's the dish. That's the dish again. That's the Zegers. If you're simply flipping the puck up, that's not enough. And I appreciate that Cross Hannes had the, the wherewithal to do that. And we are addressing it as such as the Zegras. And I also like the fact that there are people who are very upset at it because I honestly, I thought, you know what, what if more and more people start doing this and then we just get bored of it. But then I started to see like one comment uh, under the, um, on the highlight, I think TSN shared it. One person got mad and they're all like, well, I'm tired of this being a, of, of sport of lacrosse. Like this is, this is ridiculous. Like why, if, if we start doing that, I'm going to stop watching it. If these guys want to play lacrosse, then that's what they got to do. Well, lady, uh, if that's how you feel about what's going on, then I love this play even more. I love the idea that it's going to piss off purists <laughs> where we should be just enjoying the damn play. We made the whole play, the whole point about it on zone time. So uh, shout out to Cross Hannis for uh, pulling off the, uh, the Zegras. He's a Detroit Red Wings prospect as I've, uh, just peeked over and looked over on my iPad just to double check because you know I come prepared when I'm on the Iowa Sports Hockey Podcast. Yes, you do. Uh, deserve a tire pump. I mean, you get an automatic tire pump if you pull it off. In-game, doesn't matter what level you play. Of course, he's a Red Wings prospect, and we might see him in the show one day. But if you if you do it, I mean, it's viral worthy. Let's, let's see them. Let's see all those lacrosse goals, and let's piss off everyone who doesn't like them. Um, that was it. 
a a rapid a a quick version here uh, as we head into the holidays of the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast. You have zone time this week. I'm not. I'm not yes. going to see you there. So we're going to have one more show in the feed before Christmas. We are taking next weekend off, but everything will start again after uh, about a one week hiatus here, at least for this show. Uh, but we do have a zone time in between. So stay locked on our channel. Subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Give us a little gift heading into the holiday season here. That would be lovely. Uh, but other than that, uh, Julian, I will see you in. 2022 and we're still grappling with covid 2019 god dude dude merry christmas to you and yours uh, to your family happy holidays uh happy new year send my regards to chris i'll have that meeting with him in 2022 sometime in a bell center rink uh i think the leafs play the canadians january 6th so if he's there for that i will strike up the nerve and introduce myself so uh, send my regards to the family and uh, be safe and that goes to everyone watching and listening to uh, all the shows on, on the Yahoo Sports YouTube page or or any podcast that's on the feed. Uh, stay safe, uh, stay positive, test negative and all that. And, uh, you know, enjoy your holidays as best as you can. If there is indeed a game, I'm sure that meeting will occur. But same to you. Safe and happy holidays. And for everyone listening, uh, you know, take the proper precautions, but also have fun. I mean, like yeah. we've got to we, as long as everything's everybody's learning to live with this, but we have to learn to live with it as well and we have to make sure that we don't waste more moments like you know we've lost too many in the last couple years here so enjoy your holidays but do it safely uh that's really all we can ask here at the ys hp peace and go watch spider delayed piece a delayed piece go see spider no, no, no. <laughs> all right peace. see you buddy peace Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.